1: can you <laughs> do it too, oh, please yeah. hand red? Yeah, Welcome <laughs> to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. We are here discussing episode number four, mm-hmm. the Dijin. The Dijin. <laughs> or the Jinn. Okay. The, the Dijin. I'm Joe Braswell, joined as always by the lovely Julia Carley. Hi,
2: everybody. Nice to be
1: back. Uh, and uh, we're listening to TV on the radio, which is a song called Trouble, which is the last song they played before in the last montage. The last, the montage. last montage. Um, Which, yes. you know... I don't know, I have a lot to say about, but before we get into the episode, I want to get take care of a couple of things of business. Number one, you can notice that Joe Sanfilippo is not here. It's just the two of us for the fourth episode mm-hmm. in the in a row. Um, my my yellow blouse wearing is, is seeming very safe. However, I will say this: I've had a long talk with Mister Sanfilippo, uh, as has Julia. We've talked this over, and two things are happening. Uh, as I as I as I mentioned on the YouTube thread, first thing is Joe Flippo will be back for next week's He's episodes. He's coming. 100% he will be back. He <laughs> claims he will be back for the run of the show, but we will see about that. Second thing is we are going to do our recaps on Friday morning. So as opposed to having to wait until Monday to get these recaps and to get our afterwards episodes, we are going to now move to Friday. So, uh you know, we can't quite do them on Pacific Time um, after the Blacklist airs. So the best we can do is Friday morning, but at least they'll be up straight away, right away. And uh, we are listening to what you guys say and what how the shows we want to do. So that's what we're going to do. And that's going to happen starting next week. So thank you for all your feedback there.
2: Starting this Friday.
1: Starting this right? Friday. Yes. So we're doing two shows in one week.
2: Yes, we are. That's right. You're so, going to be sick of us.
1: Yeah, so, we'll, uh, so we, we have... We will be recapping episode five on Friday morning. Uh, so we will be caught up as, as I believe I promised at the top of the, at the top of this. We kind of dove we had in, some had some house cleaning to do. We got to get it all, house together. cleaning, some
2: scheduling. Um, we're kind of getting, it all worked so, out. And
1: we'll also have the three of us and we're actually working on a third. It probably won't be the lovely Nando, although I'm trying to get him to call in. Um, it probably will be another person who we love very much. If you're familiar with us, you'll know who this person is. We're just working on, her schedule. Yes. But I won't say who she is. No. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. No, Cuz I love Uh it. but let's yeah. But let's get into this, this episode of Black Silas, um episode 4, The Djinn, The Djinn. Um you
2: just enjoy just, saying Djinn. I like
1: The Djinn. Well, one thing I notice is that like I feel like uh I I like saying it, but they love saying it more than me. If they feel like there's a drinking game about how many times the blacklist says the blacklister's name, like we'd be wasted in this one. Because I've heard I heard the gin like probably eighty times.
2: Well, if there was a real person in your life who was called the gin, right. wouldn't you just be saying it all the freaking time? The gin.
1: Who's the gin? Who's the I don't gin? Know. You don't know the gin. The well let me tell you coming. about the gin. I am the gin. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the real who's the gin now. The gin. I am the gin now. I'm like wasted. Um that that would be I, mean, I think that'd be a really good drinking game, Let's actually. Next week, whatever the blacklisters' name, whoever it is, let's see how many times they say the name.
2: Oh yeah, let's all do this, guys. Yeah, let's all get wasted, everybody. Safely,
1: but this one, yeah, safely. But this one would have been um, bad. But okay, so the gin. I gotta say, also, um, when I saw the preview of the gin in the last week,
2: game here right now. No, the gin. I like
0: saying
1: the gin. Um, I'm already drunk, and you can't just say gin. It's like the gin. The gin. Anyway, I, when I saw the preview, I was I was like, Oh no. I just saw uh who was who we know is Alice now, but that wasn't Jan in the white flowing thing and the you know, like, what are your desires? And that was and like
2: Lizzie's just being drawn into her And that
1: was, like, was like Oh, like, oh no, oh, it's like this blacklister, you know, whatever, answers your very desire. I'm like, Oh boy <laughs> <laughs> like, the shark has been jumped and then jumped again. But I'm delighted to say that I was wrong, and this was I thought this was a really well-written and great episode, right?
2: I loved this episode. Episode one I loved, two I loved, three I was like, oh, and then, like you, I saw that preview. I was like, oh, no, really? Come on, guys. (laughs) But fully, totally all in now. Um, I like the pace of the storytelling that they're doing. I like the way they're writing these episodes. I love the relationships, and I'm digging these blacklisters that they're introducing.
1: Yeah. I agree. And I, I like the twist. We talked about this off air. I want to bring this up. I feel like that there's, we've spoken a little bit last week. There's definitely a tone shift in sort of the, in sort of the writing. I think they're really focusing in on kind of the espionage sort of mystery, uh, of, of the procedural. I think the procedurals in the past have been more action oriented. Like, it's the blacklist. We got to go get him. And he's mm-hmm. doing something bad. This one is kind of like they're all about sort of uncovering a mystery. They feel more like a detective story or a spy story and uncovering these things. And, they're awful twisty and turny. Like last week was super twisty and turny. Like it wasn't yes. the farmer. He's the he's a this. He's not just this. He has a virus. Oh, he doesn't have a virus. It's all that. It's really the CTO who's behind this now. So there was a lot of that. Um, This was no different. There was a lot of like, here's the gin. Wait, she's not the gin. Someone else is the gin. Oh, she's the gin, but she's not the real gin. She's actually a dude. <laughs> no, but wait, she's not. You know, and she's actually yeah. the, she's the owner of the company, and her dad's in the car, so. There's a lot of that, but. I like it, because it, I like the effort. I like the effort to, to be able to sort of uh, wind us down and not see things coming, because one of my complaints to the blacklist is I feel like I've always been sort of two steps ahead of the blacklist. Sure. So, uh, it's it's fun to not feel that way.
2: I'm enjoying. Yes, I absolutely agree with what you're saying because you know when we do this, when we sit and watch multiple times, we feel like we can start predicting things right. before it happens. And so this, I have no idea what's what's going to happen next. Right. Sometimes it does feel a little bit convoluted, but not so much that I can't follow it. Right. And they're fun twists and turns. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, fun. they're enjoyable twists and turns. I never saw it coming that she was a dude.
0: Nope. Didn't. <laughs> <We> did? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Yes. I was totally in on the story that she was just <laughs> sort of looked looked past, looked over because she was a woman because of the culture.
1: Yeah. no, nope. was I'm, I'm look past, and nope. it's really my company, nope. and I'm Gender taking those over for you, and I'm really the gen. And I'm a dude. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> dude. What happened? <laughs> um, but right. I'm
2: also, you know, we talked a little bit about the writing, and I like the long game this season because I feel like it's a story that we're all... In on, you know, there's mysteries to be solved. Great point. point. But we're all in it together, and there's not just some like big bad waiting out there, and we don't know what's what's. What we're all working towards. So I feel like this is a definite team effort now.
0: Yeah, that's
1: a great point. That's a fantastic point, Julia. And I totally agree because I think that it helps, it helps with the audience, with the viewer. If you're in on the game, it doesn't, you don't feel, you feel a lot less manipulated. Mm -hmm. If it's like, you hate that MacGuffin that you don't see. It's like, well, how did that happen? Oh, well. I forgot. I have my friend Jim over here who did that thing. Like, Jim, where did he yeah. come from? Ah, the blacklist. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in this instance, like, everything seems to be in front of us and we're kind of along for the ride. We know what's happening, so we get to all experience it together. There's no weird, like, you know, sort of red rabbits out of the hat or secret, like, you know, uh, secrets to be uncovered and revealed that now sort of tie everything together, which is kind of like. Which uh, I'm sure
2: there are, there are still a lot of secrets to be revealed, sure. but. But I, I maybe it just There's had just to take secrets. this long to get to know these characters. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is and to and for their relationship to to become what it is now. Right. Um but because you know, before the push and pull, I like you, I don't like you, I trust you, I don't trust you, like uh I'm over yeah. it. Yeah. So now we're all you know, we're all on the same team.
1: We are. We do have a we have do have another push and pull which is just Lizzie, just I mean, I'll get to that in a second. I'm sorry, I cannot Lizzie like you're not gonna call Tom, are she you? Makes Poor no, I'm not going to call Tom. Why would I do that? <laughs> Hello, Tom. Tom, I love you. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So let's let's crack into this. So it opens with us seeing this us, our introduction to who we th- who we think and is the djinn, mm-hmm. and this 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 guy who's clearly a doctor whose son has been ravished or eaten from the inside out by drugs, and uh, the gin sort of says it's your, it's your idea to it's your uh, opportunity to return the favor mm-hmm. and kind. So we are to assume that. Uh This doctor not only mutilates this guy as he's marking up his organs and mm-hmm. heart and everything, but there's a table set. Yes. Another twist, like another like Hannibal. That's very very Hannibal. Hannibal. It's
2: first thing Very I like too.
1: a Hannibal. I mean, I I was okay with that, but it was an interesting twist that he was going to eat him as well. Yeah. That, that, that That's was, a
2: weird way to exact
1: your revenge. It's a, bit it's a bit excessive. You know. Even if he, what if he's not a cannibal and he's just like, you ate my son. I'm going to eat you. I don't know. Like this sucks. I hate the way it tastes, I, I, but I'm getting revenge.
2: I wonder what his his clandestine <laughs> meeting with the gin was. Right. You know, over a nice cup of tea like Lizzie had. Tell yes. me your desires. I want to yes. eat him.
1: Yeah. Well, he ate my son from the inside. I don't want to eat him from yeah. the inside out. Okay. Anyways, to each their own. To each their own. So that was so that So, that so We get the idea there, and I think that but that helps in setting the. Sitting the, usually when we see the blacklister, there's there's a, there's a bit of a sinister nature to what this blacklister is doing or is capable of. So that's what we usually get in these opening scenes. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard. I think that we had to have something where we see the djinn, you know, as we think she is in some sort of like very, um, sinister situation. Like, well, there he is. Eat him. You know, as opposed to just, you know, I don't know floating around like I don't I, don't, I think no, we I had to see it. something so I guess I guess eating someone was was the best way to go I do
2: like the juxtaposition of her etherealness versus sure. the atrocities that she is allowing to happen I like that
1: I do and it, I, was,
2: it was it painted a picture
1: well and I, and I like well let's talk about the gin um or well, Alice yeah uh I I, I liked I like the idea of her I was a little concerned but um when I saw when I you know the whole thing and then I was I bought into it slightly and i I was really glad That, uh, oh, and then when, when, I'm skipping ahead of course, I'm just following this gin thought. When Lizzie went to go see her and meet her, and we went through all the jumped through all the hoops to get to her in the video game and the yeah, that, that like 1992 video game by the way was great the Jen can't afford any like any 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 better code hey, writers if it ain't broke Jeez. it's working <laughs> like come on Jen. uh but anyway so they the 1992 video game they got they, they met the gin she met the gin she got in there and the crib it was like decked out it was like I dream a genie meets like I don't know what she's like hostile too it's also I don't know, the, the the movie hostel the Eli Roth movie yeah very similar pre- premise in that you these rich people pay to be able to oh, sure. not necessarily yes. exact revenge, but they pay a lot of money to be able to do horrible things to people. Yes. This sort of feels like the, the the playground of the elite. If you have enough money, you can do whatever you want.
2: Yeah, but you but she doesn't grant the wishes just to anyone, as we right. saw. It it's has not, to be a real deep desire. Yeah,
1: it's not the highest bidder sort of thing, right? No, it's like I have all this money, but what is your you know, what is your thing?
2: They have to really want it. Oh. So there is some morality involved. There is some
1: morality, but what, what I am getting at is like when we got to her crib and it's. Got the pillows and she's at like the tent. Oh, yes, all very like
2: Sahara Desert, <laughs>
1: very like And she's got the tea. Well, oh, yes, she's like, She is British. What are your desires? So, and then I was like, Oh no. And then, um, once Lizzie said I want to Zach revenge, I
2: totally liked it.
1: I, you know, I was okay <laughs> with the whole thing, but I was like, I want a Zach revenge. She's like, Hmm, I-, I sense that that's not what you want to do. I'm like, Does she have real powers? <laughs> what is she sensing?
2: She could read people. That's why she was so good at what she did. That's why she became the face of the operation.
1: I sense, That's why she's moving on. I sense that uh, you don't... Okay. That that part, I was like, hmm, okay. I
2: liked it. Uh, okay. I liked it but because I feel stuff? like it would... It definitely sets the scene and sets people at ease. Okay. So they will Fair really, enough. truly reveal what what their desires are. Do
1: you think she tells people, I'm sensing something else every time to sort of get... Is that, that one of her parlor tricks? Or do you think she's really sensing something in Lizzie? Uh,
2: I think she was really sensing something in Lizzie. Okay. All
1: right. Fair enough. Um, But anyway, but why this is important to me, because just when I was like, this is kind of, you know, I don't know, this is kind of dinner theater-ish, it turns out that she's an actress, very reminiscent of, spoiler alert, Iron Man 3, you know, with- The Mandarin. The Mandarin. Very very reminiscent of the the Mandarin, which I love the idea of someone hiring someone to be the front of something. I like the idea. we Because in, in my mind- these blacklisters that are coming up, including this one, they have this. I mentioned just last week, they have this sort of Bond villain quality that is sometimes over the top and cool, but also a little like uh, kind of like not believable. Mm-hmm. So when the djinn comes up, all ethereal and, and whatever, I'm like, this is too on the nose Bond villain. So it's nice to know that like she was a creation, yeah, and Alice was playing herself. the part. Exactly, was a car, was a model in short shorts at, at, at car, shows, <laughs> car shows. You know, and, 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 and at conventions. So that was, that was cool. Just like, just like the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so anyway, so that, that, that that's why I digress greatly to the gin. Um, so back, way back to the beginning, um, after we see the opening scene of the gin, we see that, uh, Red is talking to our old friend, um, um.
2: Was that Leonard Call? That was
1: Leonard Call. Okay. A friend Leonard Call, which yes. is kind of a cool, Callback, if you will. Oh, no, bad. No, dude, too bad. Because he's you know he's the um, information expert. He's yeah. the he's a guy who cracked the fulcrum. You know, so if anyone can can find Dembe, it's a Leonard. Call and I like I like this. Is what I love about the world of the blacklist that they sort of bring these people back that populate the world. It, I populate Reds' world. How we get to know them, you know, more and more. And Leonard's one of these people. Um, I thought that, that was sort of a lovely. Seen and in, in like red sort of like wanting to find him. He's more. What do he say? He's more than. A, he's more than an associate. More than an associate. But then we get the. I well, think lo- that's what it was. And then We're we get an the, acquaintance. One yeah. of us. Um. He, then we get the lovely reveal that they're they're not anywhere. They're at Aram's crib. I thought that was. That was I so love cool. that.
2: Oh, did you see the little selfie?
1: Oh yeah.
2: Of Samar and Aram on his yeah. like. Tacked right front and center on his refrigerator.
1: Uh, in the EW recap, they talk about how they would love to just spend like a whole episode in uh, Ron's apartment, or just a mini a mini episode to see it's a like cool
2: apartment, just
1: to check out the the fridge with all the selfies. I oh, agree. Yeah. And plus, we learned so much about Ron. First of all, my man, he rides a bike to work. Of course, at, he does. Of course I am he's not at
2: all he's, surprised. He's got with a little it. helmet. Well, he is very.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he like the helmets on. Like, whoa! He's,
2: he's cautious. He's. Ca- <laughs> and law abiding.
1: Law <laughs> abiding, and I like that. You know, it's interesting that he opens the door and. You know, a guy comes out like, "Hey, what what are, you, what are you doing in my house, strange man?" Like, there's no he's FBI. There's no, there's no sidearm drawn. No, nope. there's no nothing. You, I would assume Aram has a sidearm or no? Hmm, good question. Anyway, that is a good question. Uh, so, like, he comes out and he's like, "Come on in, Aram." It's it's international super criminal Red Reddington. He's like, "Red, is that you? Like, what's going on, buddy?" Hey, bud. <laughs>
2: He's so happy to see him.
1: Like if that's Russell, there is guns drawn immediately, oh, well, right? Yes. You know, Russell and Devah, you are like drawing guns and oh, kicking yeah. down doors. Aram's like, you know, So uh, I thought that was cool, and um, it kind of it kind of spoke to what I think we talked about earlier about the fact that Aram, and we knew Aram would be like Benji in in, in, in my in, in the um, in Mission
2: Impossible. Mission Impossible
1: series, like sort of helping either unwittingly or or willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, but um, so they so they met so he came in there. Uh, Lizzie comes out of the shower, he sort of pleads his case and then I thought I was I love the way Aram sort of said that I would willing to do this, but I have to share it with wrestler. Yes. Like what did you make of that whole sort of sequence?
2: Um, Well, first of all, the exchange between Aram and Lizzie was so genuine. Mm -hmm. He was so happy to see her. And I feel like that moment was a moment we don't get very often from her. Yes. And we get them from him. But nice to see them together. Sure. And just that relief because he's really been standing up for her this whole time. Um, So I feel like also he must have felt some pride that they came to him, that they trusted him, um, that everything he's been thinking all along was right. And... You know him saying that you know whatever, if I do this for you, I will have to tell wrestler that just shows the sort of character that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's true blue. He's willing to sort of skirt the lines though, which I like about Iran as well I do too um I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. Too. I liked every second of it, and and it, and it didn't put him in a bad position in the end either. Because no. I don't want to see a rom in a bad position, and no. and I don't think Red wants to put him in a bad position either. Because no. they respect his work.
1: I think that Red sort of obviously knew that this he can go back, and and he will you know, talk to the FBI and no one will be in trouble. Yeah. But to your point I do like that he's like, this may be inappropriate, but you look um, you look amazing. You know, it's like, oh wrong. Oh, you know, just you know, that guy he's he kind of,
2: adds humanity to the show.
1: He does add humanity to the show. I think he's he's uh he's a really lovable character. And the show's populated now, I think we really I mentioned this before, really got down to um a set of characters that um we really really all like except for maybe one which i wish will remain nameless but like i think we i think everyone on the show we you know i think we we like everyone i think it's it's good
2: i don't know if it's the writing or or uh amir arison as the actor who we had on last Uh last season that we had him on he's you you can just tell that he really has developed this character even though we don't often see him he doesn't often get too much more to do um then you know list off the research that he's done. He's just he's done something so great with his character. Yeah. And there's a definite history behind it and I appreciate when an actor puts well, in that
1: work. Well, as we head to the uh the break the um hiatus here, we're going to try to get some more folks in. Maybe We can get Amir back and um and maybe some more folks in before the Super Bowl sort of relaunch yeah, thing. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we love him. Um I want to I want to i I'm, I'm going to table the whole Tom and uh, Cooper thing, because I want to just treat that as a separate okay. entity. We're going to stay along this line. Um, so Rom goes back, he goes back, he, he, he shares his findings with Wrestler and Navabi. And are, like, w- how how are you feeling about, we're giving sort of Navabi more to do as well. And how are you feeling about, re- I mean, Wrestlers and Navabi sort of back and forth and take on what's, uh, what the motives of Red are and what's happening? <laughs> well, how are you reading this whole thing?
2: Wrestler, I think, is pretty straightforward to me at this point and what his objective is. Navabi, I've always sort of been wary of her. I mean, wasn't she brought into the task force yes. in the first place by Red yes. to be something of a mole?
1: Yes. This is this is something that, uh, again, the EW recap brought up or the Wall Street Journal recap. I think it was AW Recap brought it up and I wrote it down as well is like she's really brought the task force as a mole for Reddington now she's tracking him down as a part of the FBI or is she still on his team I have no idea like,
2: I'm so confused by well, it well I'm
1: gonna assume that that the writers that, that John um you know Blomkamp and the gang have not forgotten that, obviously, and that they sort of lulled us to sleep with the fact that she's there, but that that's still hap- that still gotta be in play, right? It has to be. At some point navabi has gotta, like, you know, get undormant.
2: But what is she doing? Is she working, really, to find Red and Lizzie right now? Right. Because she seems pretty adamant to take Lizzie down, and she seems definitely against her in saying, and you know, in the, one of those last scenes she has with, uh, with wrestler, I think it was, and uh-huh. she goes, you know, she made the decision yeah, to pull that great trigger. S- great scene and I've done that too. I've taken out men the same way, and yeah. I'm willing to pay for it. Right. But is she paying for uh, it? I you
1: were about you. I'm like, have you, Julia? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you're so convincing. I'm like, whoa. I've taken out men the same exact like, way, well, Julia. Nice, uh, nice <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're live. Um, edit that out with me. <laughs> no, I don't want Julia go to jail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Can we, can we edit that out, guys? No. Go ahead. <laughs> um, anyways, <Nope>. I'm. no, <laughs> no, nope. It's out there. I'm on the run. Right. Anyway, I'm just I'm just a little bit confused, and I look forward to seeing what they what they do with it, because that yeah. is a big sort of secret that needs to come out in one way or another. Is she really working to find Red? I agree. And bring Lizzie to justice? I agree. Or not?
1: Um, I do like that they're continuing with this thread of, we... It's not really believable to me to a certain degree that Wrestler is like, Lizzie's a bad guy, I'm just gonna... I don't know what to think about this. It's kind of like, I like the idea that you know, wrestlers cracking, she may or may not be innocent, but I've still got to do my job and bring her in, like the Tommy Jones and the fugitive attack we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that Navabi is sort of, you know, siding with him, sort of saying, look, whatever the thing is, she's making, she actually did pull the trigger and kill somebody. She's actually shooting cops and doing stuff, so she's willing to, you know, kill people. So whether she's innocent or not, it's our job to sort of bring her in by getting to the bottom of this.
2: Yeah, she's running around free as a, free as a little... Bluebird Who? That's not the word. Mavavi? That's not the phrase. Free as a bluebird.
0: A, free a bird. The, free
2: as a bird. Let's just go. Free is a bluebird. You know, she's saying she's taking out men the same exact way, and she's right. just floating around with a, with, you know, working for the FBI. Hey, hey man,
1: yeah, it's just straight from the. Uh, how is she paying? Yeah, I don't know. From the, from the Mossad, I think. I, I don't know. I have no idea how this all works, but in terms of Navabi and like her being a ex, sort of, uh, you know, is she's a a Middle Eastern but Israeli spy. Right, yeah, a Middle Eastern uh, woman turned Israeli spy turned uh, FBI agent. Yeah, that's the three separate countries of loyalty, and she's yeah. just got all
2: and loyalty to Red on top of it as well, and
1: loyalty to Red. So I don't know. She's she's a she's an interesting one, but
2: I still love her.
1: Yeah, I well, love I love her. And I need, can I stare at her, her all
2: day. Yeah, yeah, I want, she's I want great. more.
1: I want more of her. I want I want a, I want a bottle episode with just Navabi, like yeah, trying, tracking down Red or doing something. Um, so anyway, so we. So we have that. So, uh, we, we find out that, and we see this other scene where the djinn... this is, this is a scene where we have the big sort of misdirect, mm-hmm. where the djinn is talking to, um, to Nassim, who, uh, and sort of granting her wish, we think. We think. We think. Or well, maybe. She, well, she was. She was, but she was sort of saying that, like, the preparations have been made. Now we are misdirected and thinking it's the gin granting a wish, but it's really just her employer or talking to an employee, employee yeah. talking to an employer yes. saying, yes. like, he's in there. We did it. You know, so, um, and we see that, you know, she, she has what's well, revealed to be her father. Yes. Like, and then we also see that it's revealed to her, her method was just like, really nail him to a cross, literally. Literally. Uh, and With a, nails. And not a, a cross meaning an X, not a cross meaning a cross, but a cross meaning a cross. Um, a la, um, Reek in Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Uh, no, spoiler alert again, sorry. For, uh, <laughs> for Reek. She, he didn't exactly uh, face, get Reek's fate, but, yeah. you know, get nailed to well, a cross. she got Reek's fate. Oh. oh. Zing. Oh, that's right.
2: That's right. That's a
1: bummer. Yeah. Um, for both her and Reek, yeah. <laughs> as, as I'm concerned. Uh, so, what did you like? I, I I thought it was a bit. I love the comedy, sort of the unintentional comedy of when uh, it's just a great move. When after being questioned by the FBI, she's talking to her brother, um, and her brother calls, and his brother's like, "Hey, man, we're, you know what are you doing? Like this, this has happened. The FBI came. We're gonna solve this out." And she's like, "Yeah, when I'm finished, when I finish up here, kind of looks back." And
0: yeah.
1: When I finish Help up here me I'll son. back Help to you. Me son. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was kinda cool. They did it twice with the with the old like, Oh don't go in there. Oh yeah. Does a rub on the cross. So <laughs> the I thought ball was, gag. Yeah, the ball gag. Uh I that was I, well maybe that wasn't 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 unintentional comedy, but I like those scenes of like, you know, I'll be right with you. Anyway, um, so did you when that was developing? Did you what, what, what were you thinking? Were you thinking like, oh, she? I mean, did you did you were you ahead of this ever at all? Were you like, was your was your, your wheels were your wheels turning? <sighs> My
2: wheels were turning, but I I had no idea who. I thought it the is. brother
1: was in. I mean, I don't know what to think.
2: Oh, I didn't. I never thought the brother was in on it. He okay. seemed a pretty sad sack.
1: All right, <laughs> he
2: was a little <laughs> wah wah.
1: And what did you think the dad did to her at that point?
2: At that point, I felt that she was being looked over because she was a woman, like it was a cultural right. thing, and that she had these great ideas, and he shut her out completely and right. just treated her like a little lady right um that's 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 where my head was at
1: okay so um uh, what did you think? I didn't know what to think. I knew that there was another shoe was going to drop. I thought she was directly, I thought she was probably directly involved with the cabal somehow. It didn't even occur to me that she was the gin or the, the, you know, until. It never
2: occurred to me that she was the gin.
1: Until Alice, poor Alice was just kicking it in their kitchen, you know, (laughs) in Yonkers. I thought like, oh, she's not. That's not very ginish. No. That's not very the ginish. No. You know, the the gin is not in a, in a, in a Yonkers crib, like with, with a baby in the front yard. Um, but anyway, and then I thought, oh, the gin is clearly, Navabi. uh Nasir, Nasim, 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 Nasim. Yes. So um, wait, but formerly Nasir, right? Nasir term was was Nasir and term Nasim. I don't remember. I think her name. Well, her name's this Nass- Nass- They were both Nasim, and then her real name was her
2: her given name when she right, was a boy
1: was I think Nasir. Am I making that up?
2: Something like that. All right.
1: I don't know. Anywho, so uh, so yeah, so I, I had no idea what to think, but I did uh i was I, I like the scene where they're trying to figure out as well where like uh you know wrestler and aram and Navabi are like what are these connections why they're they're, they're doing all of this but they're not running like what's happening like well you know why they must be trying to do something what like the wrestler's like what is what's red doing here and, 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 well, and Navabi's it, like they're fugitives but they're not running well, so they must be trying if not if they're not, if not trying to clear lizzie's name then what are they trying to do wrestler
2: well, first of all, I liked how this whole setup of getting the FBI to help them um, was a throwback to original Blacklist Season yes. 1 yes. of using the FBI to sort of do his bidding. Right. Um, so I'm glad to see that we're still doing that, still taking full advantage of that. Yes, ma'am. But again, it's a symbiotic relationship, mm-hmm. and they'll do what he wants in order to get close to him to catch him.
0: Uh-huh. So I
2: enjoyed that. And yeah, what, what are they doing? I like their sort of homeland board right. of the troll farmer uh-huh. and the, the, the big corporation that was working for the cabal mm-hmm. from last week. And yep. now the gin and the counterfeiter and the lawyer, you know, all those people, they're trying to piece it together.
1: Yep, I, I agree. So and I, it
2: made me think, I thought this whole thing was to exonerate Lizzie, but maybe there's something else to it.
1: Well, I'm beginning to believe that as, as we fill it, because they're, they're doing the big homeland board, and as we, as we fill the board, mm-hmm. I'm beginning to think that there's going to be a larger connection. To yes. all these folks that uh, that help us out as well. So, um, so Game Ball side. Then we get to the the moment where, a uh, very cool moment where they, uh, you know, Liz and Red are held up in an old theater. Of, Love it. The, uh, theater, a friend of, of, of Red's, and we get that wink at the audience where Red is going into this one of his super Red monologues. That I'm like glued to. Oh, like, here he goes again. Get it, Spader. And of course he's like, Oh, <laughs>
0: Bertolt Brecht.
1: Yes. That was really that was a great wink at the end uh, because he's he's got a monologue in him every single goddamn oh, yes. show, and then I also love the supreme you're a irony. Terrible actor. The supreme irony <laughs> of that line, which I won't even. I can't. I'm not. <laughs> you are a terrible actor, Red. All right. Hmm. We will We will just skip over that one.
2: All I wrote is that's rich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wrote. That's that's all I wrote I supreme say. irony. So we <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll just dash past that. So, uh, but then they decide they're going to go in and infiltrate, <clears throat> infiltrate, infiltrate the gin, and, and and get Lizzie in there. And they have an elaborate plan. They have the tracking device. They got everything else going.
2: I'm also. I just need to say I'm yes. loving all their little hideouts.
1: Yeah, it's a great. You know, and
2: the, this is this is like the one of my favorites. The theater, this, the the yeah. shipping container, the theater that is an actual like. Like old apartment, yep. and he goes, I have to go rest, and he goes, let's get some rest, goes through the door, which is just a set. Yes! <laughs> and just lies on the bed there. I was like, this is fantastic. It's
1: fantastic. Again, it's, it's what we want. It's sort of the peak on the other side, a peak into Red's world, right? So we get a, like, the whole time we say, like, how does Red move around? How does Red get from place to place? How does he survive? Yes. It's Red? And now we're, we're seeing Really it. seeing it. And it's kind of cool. And it's all, it's awesome. And it's always, it's really fun to see. Um, so they do this thing, and, and we, I was wondering whatever happened to my man, Chris Christopherson, um, Red, sort of right hand gunman. Mm-hmm. So he shows up again. I, I, I looked, I don't think he even has a name. I think I looked him up. Um, I don't think, does he have a name? My man? Uh, I keep calling him Chris Christofferson because I for lack of a better word, but, uh, I don't know his name. But anyway, um, so him and, you know, Red are shadowing Lizzie and of course they lose her, mm-hmm. which is, which was, which that, and then she goes to the gym. We talked about that already. She goes to the gym. She does a move. She plants a tracking device, which, ultimately leads them to uh, her house in Yonkers where we find out she's not the gen at all. Yes. Uh, But before that, he does, Red does issue a staunch warning uh, to Lizzie to not contact Tom Keene. I know what you're thinking. Like, the FBI's hot on our trail. This is serious business. We're fugitives. I'm Red Reddington. I've never been wrong ever. Please do not contact Tom. She's like, Please, please, please. So there's that. And then. <laughs> okay, so uh, and then which we, we, we got through that, and then we, we realized that um, the djinn is actually, as we, we, as we already kind of boiled and talked about, the djinn is actually uh, Nassim, um, who is. Orchestrating this hostile takeover of the company for all these reasons that we re- revealed that she was actually a a man a gay man gay man um, who was ashamed who the father was ashamed by
2: yes and he forced gender reassignment upon right. her
1: how did you feel about that whole tw- twisted twist
2: I was I I was literally taken aback by it right didn't see it coming not in no. a million years I thought it was pretty horrific I did enjoy. um Red soapbox when he
1: revealed all of this to us. A little soapbox, little Aaron Sorkinny, little Aaron Sorkinny. Soapboxing moment about
2: politics. And, little newsroom,
1: little Aaron Sorkin-y. like Yeah, but, but, I, I, you know, you know, all politics aside, that was cool. That's cool.
2: But it was a, a great move on his point, yeah. on his part, because then he gained the trust of the Jinn. right, of Nassim. right, because it very much so seemed like he was on her side. That he was yeah. so appalled by what this father would do to his own son, because he's so fearful of how he would be perceived that. Um, yeah, I, thought, I just thought it was a, a really genius move. So yeah. she just gave him the ledger. I
1: okay, love... I'll
2: escape with you. We're friends, right?
1: Right. Weep. I also love the whole um, why. Well, it's just funny because after like it's because it's a sad story. So his soapbox was sort of like, you know, I, it's a, I I empathize sympathize with you. I think this is horrible. Your dad's a horrible person for doing this to you. I think this is all terrible, and this is a bummer you're still a bad guy get out of here beat it so that was kind of so uh, not like that i also love the fun that they're having again i mentioned at the top with with the jinn i you like when when she gives a reveal like i am the jinn or whatever i don't think she said that but i felt like she said that to her dad what did she say to her dad what was the actual line it was but it felt like she, when she's revealing herself to like as the jinn i have the power whatever it just felt like in my head all i read was like all i heard was i am the jinn <laughs> She didn't say that, right?
2: I don't think she said that.
1: I wanted to say that.
2: I don't even think she even said the word "gin." No, she did. She <laughs>
1: said it to her dad. In the, I remember she said it
2: to her dad. Well, and she was just sort of unraveling her whole right. long game, her whole plot of this business. I was just so enraged and had all these ideas of revenge that right. I turned it into a business.
1: And then Red, at the end, of course, said, "Who's the gin now?" Which I thought was great.
2: It was also, the last time we
1: drank. <laughs> <laughs> like that time we run the floor.
2: Well, I also like that his revenge fantasy that he sort of lays out in the very last scene there was to walk out with two yeah. women on his arm, and you think he's talking about Lizzie and the gin, and it turns out it's Lizzie and Alice.
1: I didn't even know that. Double we got. I got double crossed again. <laughs> that's great. I didn't realize that's another because
2: that's he was her first client. That's that was right. his revenge fantasy. When he was convincing Alice to take over as the djinn herself. Get rid of the old djinn. Get rid of the middleman.
0: You're the face of it.
2: You do it. I even have a first client for you. And it's him. And John, she delivered.
1: John Bokenkamp and, and, and Daniel, Daniel Cicerone or Cicerone, who wrote this, are doing a great job on I this one. I loved it. I loved it. That's good stuff. Uh, again, again, a little bit of the Scooby Doo. I would have got away with it if it wasn't for your, these, these dumb kids and that yeah. stupid dog, whatever. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I like that. I like Red sort of saying, I like the villain sort of saying that, like having that, like, damn it, holding the mask, like, Rah! as the helicopter flies away. So. women. <laughs> Women, what do you do? See a wrestler? Uh, I like, I liked all of that. Yeah, I did so, too. So, um, let's, let's, let's double back because Fun we have some other, we other, two other great storylines to get to. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm, I liked all that stuff. That was all great. I loved it. I, I had no problem with that whatsoever. None. Uh, except for, you know, the stuff we're going to talk about right now, which is the, the Lizzie stuff. But so let's talk about Dimbe first. So the Dimbe missed, um, the Dembe Mr. Vargas situation. Um, first of all, I thought that was, it was cool to see Dembe that, that scene with them and he scraping, sharpening the spoon mm-hmm. and him saying like, you know, uh, if i want to take my chances, cause if they get me, then they're going after my daughter. So if they, so if I kill myself, they will not have any room. I did not see that move coming and get another, some more great writing. I didn't see the move coming where, um, you know, the guys come in. And they said, let me see your left, your left boot. Oh, boots. yeah. That was cool. Another, another, another misdirection on that misdirection. Was a good one. They're really doing a lot with the misdirections here. And I, I'm following, I, I'm, I'm having a good time They're with, fun. within these episodes of the sure. blacklist sort of being like faked out. And I don't feel manipulated. That's what's cool about it. I just feel like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. So goes for the knife. Obviously it's, it's, it's there. It looks like Vargas sold him out, but of course Vargas didn't sell him out. It was part of the plan all along. They, they escape. They get out. Dembe's like you know finds the 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 ad in the classifieds for the for the tuba mouthpiece mouthpiece and there's With that the phone number you know, the phone number is like this is how we find red and good old Pee Wee's like that's all I needed to know bam Bang. shoots him in the side in the side so did not see that coming ten miles away I was literally I gasp out loud. I'm you know, like, no, Pee-wee! I think I so wrote down. No, Pee-wee, no! No,
2: Pee-wee, no! <laughs> I, you know, I originally thought that maybe Var- Mr. Vargas was there on behalf of Mr. Solomon because he wasn't really that beat up that bad. We never saw him getting yeah. beaten up. There were some predictions um, online that that was but the case. Then, the whole spoon shiv thing i was like oh oh right. okay they concocted this great plan they're really in this together this is awesome right. and then he turns it around again and then shoots him i did i was so misdirected i did not see it coming i was shocked and appalled and i gasped
1: right. <gasps> i did too audible gasp, audible gasp. that happened um but let's talk about him shooting him in the side mm. and not the face. I mean, obviously we don't want Dimbe to die, so I'm glad he didn't do that. But is wouldn't he just say thanks, blam shoot him in the face as a cold blooded killer? Is, he, is it A, he doesn't like blood, B, he really doesn't want to hurt Dimbe, he's just doing this for the money, he doesn't want to incur the wrath of Red. Like what are we telling ourselves as to why he shot him in the side? Aside from I that's think just all a TV those move. things, I'm okay. not sure.
2: Right. Um I mean, the point, number one point I can think of is that they just don't want the writers are not going to kill Dembe. Of
1: course, that's well, number well, one. We know that, but, but what, what, what's the what character motivation? <laughs>
2: motivation? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Maybe we find out that, like, oh, I'm sorry, they had to do it. They had my, they had my granny. Like, I had to you shoot know, him whatever.
2: in the leg. I mean, that's. I mean, that could do. Some, that could kill yeah. him. It really could.
1: Yeah, it could. So, so I, I hope we find out that. Mr. Vargas was, you know, under duress because they had his, his kids or his boyfriend or girlfriend or the granny or something. Like, sorry, Dembe, that's why I didn't kill you. I had to tell him something. Like, cause they were gonna kill my, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm hoping it's something like that or not that just Pee Wee's just an opportunist. Um, we're kinda getting into predictions, but that's my thought. What do you think of that? Do you think Pee Wee's a bad guy for real? I don't know. Okay. Let me think on that a little bit. Cause the whole notion is like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna torture this guy, your good friend, so that you, We'll talk, and but if he's not if if he's willing to turn on Dimbe, then obviously he's not thinking of a friend. And how come Dimbe didn't know that Mr. Vargas is such an opportunist that he would turn on him?
2: Do you think he was originally brought in to be tortured, and then they convinced him?
1: Another good question. Like, last well, that for you guys out there yeah. did 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 you know? Did
2: he break under the torture and Mr. say, "I'll do this for you"?
1: Is Mr. Vargas really a bad guy? did his, was this a plan all along or did he break under torture as we assume he did with the knife thing. So Mm -hmm. with the, with the shiv. So that's all interesting. Um, I was really in that moment when they're in the car like opening, opening the, uh, opening the classified. I'm like, again, my web series, like I want to see Dembe and Mr. Vargas like out doing their (laughs) thing. This is so great. We're going to get, Oh, he shot him. You know, (laughs) like that. I was, I was like, Oh, my web series gone. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll see that. Um, at least it wasn't Mr. Kaplan, as as as, uh, as someone said in the recap. At least oh, m- wasn't Mr. Kaplan then that turned bad. Oh,
2: that turned bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it
1: wasn't Mr. Kaplan. Oh, uh, Mr. Kaplan. So that was, I thought that was all very cool, very inspired. Very yeah. So plot twisty turning. Thank you, writers, for that. But I believe Dembe lives. I do. Okay. I mean, I,
2: he was still breathing. Oh, he's live. Passed out. People were running towards yeah, the car. He's going to be fine, guys. He's going to be just
1: fine. I believe that. Uh so another another sort of storyline we have going on cooking here is we have Cooper and Tom Sort of doing their thing, mm-hmm. right? And so let's just talk this through. So if we first see Cooper and Tom together talking about like you know w- you know w- why they're going to get what they're doing, and and Tom and Cooper sort of gets into like you know I don't trust you, but this is what we're going to do. And I, I I love that conversation, and you know the whole notion of you know what do we do? We're going to throw out the rule book, and he says no. Maybe just bend the says i been the bindings mind. a bit, yeah, yeah, been the bindings a bit. Um I, again, my other web series, I love Tom, I love Tom, and I love Cooper together. And, I I f- and again, kudos to the writers, because my big be complaint is, you know, giving Cooper something to do. I love this. is a good thing for Cooper, the character, to do. Good use of uh, of Harold here, and I love it's kind of a good use of Tom because Tom is this sort of chameleon super spy can, who can infiltrate who whatever situation he you know he needs to infiltrate and become whoever he needs to become in order to do whatever the shit he needs to do. So I love the idea of that too. Do you, are you are you on board with the Cooper Tom situation? I am
2: totally on board. Okay. As I've been saying since the introduction of Tom the last two episodes, I was like, oh God, and I love you, Tom, but what yep. are you doing here? Yep. I don't need you. Nobody needs you. Yep. Go home. Get back on your boat. It's right. painful for me to say, guys. It's hard for me to say that. Yeah. But now there's definite purpose. And mm-hmm. now I really like this teaming up. I love um, I love that we have a focus on the caricur- caricult.
0: Caricult. <laughs> caricult. <laughs>
2: caricult. Yes. Um storyline. So it's not... Red and Lizzie going after them, and Russ are going after them. It's it's very focused. That's what I've been liking so much about this season is just the focus. It's very sharp.
1: Yeah, which and again, I and again appreciate. Credit, credit to credit to uh, you know Book and Camp and the guys because we you know they're, they're really we got we still got these things these big ideas right. But if we focus it in on we got uh, you know uh, Tom and Cooper going after Kerakut, uh, mm-hmm. and we <laughs> have. Uh, You know, Red, Wrestler, and Navabi focusing on Red and Red and Lizzie. We got Red and Lizzie focusing on the Cabal. And it's like, okay, that's a show. I got yes. three things. And then we got Dimbey and, and Mr. Vargas on the run, like, doing whatever, focusing on Mr. Solomon and that whole side. Like That just
2: doesn't feel. I love it. Before, I just felt, like, very flaily. Yeah. You know? Like, I just didn't know where to focus. I didn't know where to land. Whenever I was in a new scene, I was like, what are we going to deal with here? you yeah. Now I know.
1: Yeah. It's it's great. And that's I so. could
2: keep, maybe, like, just have a short attention span. I don't know. But, like, I now I know. I like the sort of linear idea of, like, yeah. this is their job. Everybody has a job.
1: They've done a, a great job of setting us on four good paths here and four good storylines so we can sort of like let them go and I'm I'm willing to follow those. And they're all interconnected. And they're sharply
2: interconnected though. Sharply it's not loosely, not loosely interconnected. Like
1: maybe there's a thing in your pocket that's a secret yeah. toy box that'll unlock the secrets to the other secret. It's like, uh, you know, <laughs> but this <laughs> yes, is Yes, absolutely. Is um, and then maybe I'm your dad, but who knows? Because no, your dad was killed, but he's really not your dad. He's your stepdad, but I'm the guy in the fire. All right. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I like where we are now.
2: Diamonds in your vests. Okay.
1: <laughs> Diamonds are so. The jewels are, are sewn, 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 sewn in the corset. Dress. They're sewn into the corset. Like, even we lost it. We were so far in the conspiracy theory that we were going to. We are going to the Romanov family or whatever it is. The jewels <laughs> were the, Lizzie's in Lizzie's corset. Anastasia. Lizzie's Anastasia. Lizzie's anesthesia. And this. they sewed jewels into their corset. We, we they, they had us. I, we I jumped the shark. We were jumping sharks, re- reaching for conspiracy theories last season, <laughs> but now we're focused. Okay, so, so I do like that, and so I, I like the idea too of. Uh, of, of, of them concocting this story of how to get, how, what, what Tom's deep cover thing is. And I do want to mention this episode was directed by, uh, Omar Medea. I can't, I never say his Madea, I think it's Medea or Medea. He's a sort of an accomplished TV director. He's directed a bunch of episodes of like sort of the new 24 and some other stuff. And I mentioned him because I, I really love the pacing of this episode. I love how tight this episode was, but I did love that introduction of that montage intercut between when Tom is sort of getting into character. Yeah. That was very well done, right? Oh,
2: I love- Object. That
1: was fun. That was a really like little nice nugget within this episode, within yep. a, an episodic TV episode that didn't feel like episodic television. Where like he's him him and him and Cooper are coming up with the n- name. And they cut to him working on it, and they cut to him telling the story. and They cut to him actually fully in character, and we bought it. I thought it was genius, actually. Yeah. And so, what do you think of this? Is the obvious? So clearly, uh, you know, Super hunk uh, super Hulk, uh, Ryan Eggle did not test well as a neo Nazi. So they decided to uh, make him a super international Playboy Bachelor with a, with, you Much know, uh, turn or con man, if you will. Mm-hmm. But he's literally like the character on The Bachelor. You know, <laughs> he's literally like super good looking, hot. He's got the, the, the suit, he's got the watch, and he's doing his thing. Uh, but he's still a bad boy con man. Loved every second. Like It's like, what can we do to make him every desirable again? So I think they win there, right? They win. This this guy's way better than the sweater. I win. You win. So I, I I'm okay with all this. You know. You, you know. I'm, I'm back. I'm back on Tom team. Team. team Tom. Keene. Keen. There you go. See that five. Team Tom
2: Keene. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> T-
1: team Tom Keen. Uh, however,
0: hmm?
1: I must say, goddamn Lizzie Keen. Now this is a Lizzie Keen issue. This, again, this isn't a Megan Boone issue. This is a Lizzie Keen. I am this woman is driving me absolutely nuts. Red said, "Do not call Tom," and she was like, mm-hmm. "I promise, I'm not going to call." But she calls, and then we, the lovely waitress of the thing, like, "Oh, you're the girl. It's you. It's you." Like, "Oh," and like which wouldn't I mean, the many alarm bells, like, "Oh, you, you know who I am? I'm a fugitive." Like, do whatever. It's you. Yeah, he said, "Give you this number." <laughs> the whole thing is like, "Wait, n- n- nice deep cover, Lizzie." You know, and the hoodie is—I don't know. I that that killed me I'm screaming at the yelling at the screen yeah. um, go ahead of
2: course she was going to do it
1: we knew she was going to do it I thought, I thought she was going to ask the gym
2: I couldn't believe Aram gave that up too yeah. and I was like she doesn't need to know that Aram yeah. come I
1: know, on I, I, I love the way he gave it up he's like well wrestler didn't let Tom Keane came in and wrestler didn't even care <laughs> <laughs> he's like what he did what yeah wrestler. <laughs> I love I the way I did love that moment went. though.
2: This was a good this was a good <laughs> Megan Boone moment actually when um, when Aram gave up that information and her reaction to that yeah. and Red seeing that reaction and quickly changing the subject. Yeah, exactly. It was like,
1: "Oh shit." Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. I love that. So, then we this all leads up to that Final phone call. at They finally do connect. While Red is in in the theater, you know, just going over old time pouring vodka with with, with the old uh, failed theater owner, mm-hmm. and they're like reminiscing over old times. Lizzie sneaks down into think Wait, but not before there is one more Lizzie Keen moment, which I have to just call out. That was just driving me nuts. Okay. Uh, well, after they get the they get the the the, the, uh, the notebook. And they're going through all this work, and everything seems to be going well, and they're working together as a team. Lizzie's Lizzie's quote is, I should have never agreed to this. You know, risking everything for another list of names? How valuable can they be? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a quote. Oh, God. I should have never agreed to this. What was your plan, Lizzie? Do you have a plan? Another list of names, Red? I mean, I know you know everything, and you didn't write every single time, but Red, I should have never agreed to this. I wrote, S <laughs> T F U, Lizzie <laughs> S-T-F-U.
0: Jesus. God. All right. All right anyway, yeah. there's that.
1: So after that whole outburst and, and, and Red's like, no, it's fine, Lizzie. I got it. Uh, then she goes and calls Tom in a moment that I don't know
2: moment of weakness
1: in a moment of weakness but what so you know I'm not I don't know I don't understand women I don't don't understand women I've been around for for a few like she what is she is she like I just want you to know that I'm bad and I'm just in too much trouble and I know you're after me but like I don't want you to get any more trouble and just forget about me I've done too many bad things I just want you to know and you're such a good guy you're such a good guy I should have just went into the boat but it's over now I just wanted to let you know like is that a thing what was she was she really she really mean that or is she really like what are you doing Tom? What, what was her motivation there? Because Tom, of course, is like, no, I love you, I'm already In I'm coming in. You're a good person, Lizzie. I'm coming to save you. Would you make <laughs> Would you make of that whole interaction? I mean, did, did it pull? Did it, oh, did it like good. push any? Did you push any buttons? Um, for you, because I, I well,
2: it pushed my like. I watched it like this. <laughs> good face. Stoneface. Um I watched it more of like a uh, <laughs> uh slow shake of my head sort of uh sort of way. Um I mean I'm not surprised that she did it. Sure. She obviously can never be left alone because she makes the poorest of poor choices. Yeah. Um but I mean I guess it sort of harkens back to what her her true fantasy was of walking in a park with her husband yep. holding the hand of her daughter and she never lets go.
1: Which my prediction is that's how the series ends.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I predict right now, thank you, <laughs> right now the, the, the series ends like that. Yes,
2: ahead. I could I 100% get on board with that. Yes, okay. Um, so I think maybe she has all these stirrings of emotion. She doesn't know who she is right now. Um, she's living this life of crime as a fugitive. But, you know, she every episode she has this little sentimental moment where she you know last episode she goes what happened like i used to consider myself a lucky person i had a husband she's been bringing up the husband a lot lately and now her deepest darkest fantasy is to walk in a park with her husband and yeah. i think she misses him and misses sure. um having a sense of normalcy even though there's nothing normal about their relationship now it yeah. was for a while yeah. and maybe she is is reaching out to someone to understand her the way she used to be when okay. things felt normal
1: fair enough i Fair enough. I... All the
2: same, it was a stupid, idiotic
1: move. Okay, so uh, so we're in agreement as a, as a character move for Lizzie that was a dumb like, yes. dumb move for Lizzie. And we also agree that, that 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 moment when she's like, "I should have never agreed to this" is another like roll your eyes, Lizzie Keen moment, you know. Now as as and I'm not going to ask this as her dramatic device of like you know pulling our heartstrings to these two crazy kids, these two crazy lovers, star-crossed lovers, mm-hmm. have been through this like, and, and Tom's out there. In going going deep cover to save her, and Lizzie's out there. You know, are you buying as a dramatic device? Are you? Does that like make you swoon? Are you kind of like, all right?
2: Um, no, okay. it doesn't make. Is that me working swoon. for? Any, I want to know if that's working I, for any
1: of you guys out there at all. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're all on board. It's not a criticism of the show. I just think that that's a little, a little over the little top, little a little too contrived, a little too notebooky. Yeah, but you know,
2: I'm coming to save you. I yeah. love you. Or a
1: little, Click. Uh, what's the other? Uh, uh, Last one, mohicans E. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I will find you. Whatever. That's all. So, all right. Good. It's it's romantic, but it just it's didn't work.
2: romantic. It adds just another layer, and you know, and any excuse to get more Tom Keene gone.
1: Yeah. Uh, Great episode.
2: Hmm.
1: Good show. Good good, good third good season episode. Good good writing the ship, gentlemen and, and ladies who who write the blacklist. Let's get into predictions.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: uh, I will choose Joe Flippo. What are your predictions? No. Julia. Do what, it. What, what do you got?
2: Um. I, I don't really have a prediction as really? much. No, not really. Um, I mean, I predict that Dembe survived, but I don't think I'm the only one who's predicting that out there. That's well, kind of a cop-out. Well, where are we going?
1: Out. So, like, I I didn't see any previews for for, the, for next week. I missed the previews. I don't know what's I hard, didn't see previews it. either. Okay, so, 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 so that's just, this is fun that we have a preview-free prediction. So what are, what are we predicting I, for Thursday's episode?
2: Um, I think Tom will, will get buddy-buddy with this Ash Ashton Asher.
1: Yeah. Where's that going?
2: I don't know. I, well, wait, he's gonna find care. Caracur- Caracur-
1: okay, wait. So is I just just wrong so clear? Is, are, is he like getting buddy buddy? Like, are they like pals? Are they like are they like pals? Are they like is he is Asher like wanting to do it with Tom or is he just want to hang out with Tom?
2: Oh, I think he just wants to hang out with Tom. All right. I, I don't know. Maybe not.
1: I don't know. I, I I can tell when he's like when he's like this. I'm getting close to this guy. He has a penchant for rough guys, good looking rough guys. And I was like, oh okay.
2: Well, he has to infiltrate that circle where catercots brother-in-law sure. runs and he's hiding with fac- with extensive facial sure. uh, whatever.
0: Okay.
2: Um, uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see what's on that page that he ripped out. Yeah. Who's on that? Some yeah. caballis?
1: Right. Some caballis? that? <laughs> some I, I need some hot caballis. I don't
2: know. I'm really failing at this right now. I don't really have a prediction which I enjoy yes. for once on this show Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, let's see
1: what you got. I got. I, I, just, I, oh. I, just, I think I said it before. I think I like the. I think the big board is leading to a bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, we talked about how this blacklist this season is all about the cabal and getting to the cabal. It's actually red's blacklist and the the, the blacklist is sort of flipped. You know, I thought that the 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 notebook would be the new blacklist, but I think we kind of have, you know, the blacklist again is more of an idea than it is an actual list, and I think that what that board is going to end up. Showing us will be the answer that that illuminates everything, and I'm really interested to see that the pieces to this board.
2: I do think that we're going to get something from Navabi. You know right. she she was very um, she was a very interesting character. This episode with some of the things that she said in regards to Lizzie and in regards to her own past. Mm-hmm. So maybe her actual role will be revealed very soon. Okay, maybe Red will reach out to her.
1: Okay. I, I'm I'm with all that. How's
2: that? There we go. It that's takes a, me a while, a, but I come up with something. You know what, man?
1: That's 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 good. I'm not I'm not mad at you and your predictions. I want to uh do a couple of things here as I look into the internet mm-hmm. to find stuff. What do you um, see there? Well in the internet I see um I'm still working on it. Um why don't you say of Coot three t- t- times when I find what I'm looking for on the internet? <laughs> thanks thanks, <laughs> Stephen <with> you. <laughs> Because uh, people love the way they say karakut. Karakut. Yes. Say say Tom Keen. What was the thing we can't say? Tom, um,
2: team Tom Keen. Team, t- oh,
1: that, that wasn't that so t- hard five. that time. Okay. Okay. Team
2: Tom Keen. Team Tom. Teen Nope. Uh oh. Uh oh. i okay, better I'm practice. Uh oh. What are you looking for, Joe? I'm
1: looking for our. I want to say. uh I want to give our, our our people some shout out. Shout outs. And uh, okay, I got it. Okay, good. Okay, fine. Sorry, sorry. I got to. Right. Oh my god. Boom, boom. boom. <laughs> hey, I want to give a shout out to some of you guys who <laughs> love our show. <laughs> no, I want to talk to you. Thank, thank you very much for this I want to mention to all, the, all you folks on YouTube. Uh, Miss Bonification, uh, uh, VFC Church Musician, of course, Mahogany1985, uh, Janice Klein, um, Fernando Gara Helde, uh, Reich eh, sorry, um, William Francis Gillette uh, the Popolin Paradise. Um, what else we got? Of course, Hestia P- Pritanium, who I can never say, but I love you. Uh, Alice K, and, uh, and Performing Systems. Thank you so much. And of course, to, um, Jasmine and, and Kelly Plomin Warden, and of course, my man, um, um, Dave. Uh, one nine five five or one five five. I'm screwing this whole thing up. Anyway, um we
2: got some Twitter ones too. Oh Dave
1: 1555. Thank you for your uh your your dispirited back and forth about uh, us and afterbuzz and we are doing our best to correct all that but thank you so much for listening and loving us and and, and continue to watch. And Jules you have some?
2: Uh we have Kelly or Kelly at Kelly3222 on Twitter. Uh Mike Blanchard T G T F G I Mike one Mike uh E Hungry 302 Ren Einsburn, mm-hmm. Marcy Lima. Um, you guys are awesome.
1: Yeah. And also, last but not least, uh, I mean, thank you guys for actually getting on iTunes and rating us on iTunes. We appreciate yeah. that. Still so continue to do that. Got a bunch of new crazy ratings from people. Um you know, Haley won, thank you. Um at I'm sorry, yeah, was it I'm oh, sorry, Tycoon One. Um uh beat Rosemary forty two, uh W S J names. Uh, and core, I like them the worst at reading these. Where's Nando? <laughs> Destiny, Destiny Morma, Um uh, TNT Ritz, uh, and Repasasha. <laughs> I think that's it. Cool. Thank you for all your ratings. Um they're mostly mostly overwhelmingly positive and we really appreciate that we're doing our best to make uh this season's three the best uh blacklist podcast we can and i think that once joe gets back here on friday we can abuse him and blame everything on him and then i will make the show a lot better (laughs) but thank you guys for listening thanks for putting up with us and we will be back next week oh no back back on on friday
0: Friday.
1: now wait there's a there's a rumor Mm -hmm. julia's hell bent on having us dress up on friday
2: <laughs> i do feel just all to dress yeah. up like blacklist characters yes
1: and um i don't know what we're all gonna be um but i'm not sure if we're gonna dress up i'm not sure it's gonna happen but we need some suggestions
2: yeah
1: so, thank you so, so so tweet at us thank you all right thanks guys we'll see you all very soon that's all we Wait got for oh to
2: find you
1: no where can we find this guy? come together? on where can we find you i'm
2: sorry guys, i suck you you don't suck Okay. We love you. Uh, anyways, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram with yep. my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. So follow me, please.
1: Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope, at Joe K. Braswell. You can find Flippo on Twitter, at Joe Flippo, and on his website, com. Mm-hmm. We'll all be here together next, this Friday, and we'll see you then.
0: Yep. Bye.